Welcome to the Hero Builder Podcast, where we celebrate the hero in everyone. We go on a journey to discover the skills in every hero. Welcome back to the Hero Builder Podcast, and uh, we're going we're gonna to be uh, doing some different things. Uh, Stacy and I are uh, here in the months to come, and we'll let you in on that uh, when, the, when the time comes. But uh, Stacy, where I'm sitting today, it's uh, actually 73 degrees in New Mexico. Are, are you doing okay where you're at? Uh, we are sitting right in the middle of a gorgeous fall afternoon. Here the trees are turning and the birds are out, the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. Nice to hear your voice. I'm glad you are well. Uh, we are doing very well here on this, uh, in this neck of the woods. And you are bringing to us today a uh, very special guest. So why don't, uh, why don't you let us know who that is? I would be more than happy to. I've, I've had the pleasure of recently becoming acquainted with this young man, and he just has this wonderful energy and this wonderful go-get-it attitude that I so appreciate it. And so I would love to hear his story. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome our guest, Mike Digidio. How are you today? I'm doing great, Stacey. How are you? I am well, thank you. I said it is a gorgeous day here and relishing in some of the blessings around us. So, Mike, how about Absolutely. you let our audience in on you? Let's give us a little bit of background. Who are you? What do you do? How come that's what you do? And what do you aspire to? So, I mean, that's, wow, that's, you just take it all apart right there and shoot from the hip and put me on the spot. But I'll, uh, I'll let it rip and see where we start. Uh, been here in New Mexico, I mean, actively since the 80s. Uh, my, my father took a job transfer in Los Alamos uh, back uh, when, uh, before Compaq, there was a small company called Digital. Um, he came to Los Alamos seeking job position. We moved with him. Uh, that's where I grew up. We graduated high school in 2000. Um, fast forward a few years at community college there, came down to Albuquerque, been here in Albuquerque since about 2003, um, went and did, uh, studied psychology and music at the University of New Mexico, did a stint in, uh, worked all kinds of odd jobs in between uh, from retail, uh, customer service, marketing, anything in between there, and then found to be uh, with uh, my psychological uh, study and emphasis went to go work at uh, Adolescent Treatment Center uh, here in Albuquerque and worked with adjudicated teen boys for the better part of five years, uh, did some direct care uh, in between, uh, and then went back to the state uh, to do case management in 2010. Um, hit a, I guess, a, a block in 2010, wanted to uh, seek uh, alter, alternate job performances, did kind of direct care, case management, wanted to move up uh, on the therapeutic side. So I applied uh, at the social work uh, school here uh, in Albuquerque at Highlands. It was a satellite school from the one in Las Vegas. They did an emphasis in social work. That's where I wanted to go. Um, had the application open for about nine months, 10 months, where I kind of hit a ceiling. I didn't really want to you know, be at the facility and promote that way. I didn't know if I wanted to work the therapy side because the more I loved working with the kids in general, and I think the more the more you stepped up position-wise and grew uh, <clears throat> ladder-wise, the the less time I ended up spending with the kids, and the more time I looked at a desk, paperwork, and the walls. So I kind of was like, what do I do in, in the meantime? Um, had some friends that actually went through some terrible uh, real estate uh, venues in 2008, 9, and 10. Uh, we had the big crash. They felt like they kind of 
were put in a position where they kind of, you know, bought, bought a home that wasn't worth what they paid for, um, heard all kinds of nightmare stories kind of with that service. And now I kind of perked my ears up and be like, it sounds like people need to be protected in this field. And I researched the profession, um, had a good uh, mentor that was a recruiter um, for my current company back. Uh, he knew me since I was about 22, 23 years old. Uh, I thought it was the coolest profession, but he kept in contact over those years, and that was kind of the time to put it into action. So it was either, you know, wait to get my master's in social work and make, uh, you know, four bucks more an hour and pay off the loan by the time I was 90, um, or while I was right. still young and be- beautiful and convincing, I could go to the private sector and cut teeth. Um, so I got my real estate license in 2013 uh, and haven't, step, uh, you know, haven't stopped since. So I've been doing real estate for the last, uh, it'll be eight years uh, in November. So that's been kind of my my professional journey and kind of where it's where 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 I've started and where I've been going and where I continue to go. Right, I think Is that's that, a great story. Uh, my dad was a real estate agent, so I kind of grew up in that in that world and, and knew a lot of people throughout my life that dived into it. And one thing I've learned about that is people get into the real estate business for very very different reasons. Yes, um, they decide absolutely. to take that path, but I don't think. I've ever heard anybody say that they got into it to help other people have a better yes. experience through it. Definitely. So definitely. what an honor. Right. What an honor. And I've been able to see some of that work that you do and, and what you actually give to your profession and to your business. And it's, a, yeah. it's an honor to watch you do that and be able to work amongst that. You also, I understand, are a relatively new father. I am. I am. And that's kind of how uh, when everything kind of drives you to uh, – that, that limit when you're seeking, you know, new horizon and new ceilings and stuff that you've never done before. They tell you the how comes when your why is big enough. And that was kind of the biggest why was to end up starting a family. Uh, you know, my, my wife at the time when we talked about a family and both of us having full-time employment, we both wanted to do this, but she wanted to stay home at a period of, you know, whether, you know, before school age or even after, depending on what, you know, the circumstances and what you wanted to do. So it was either to get that, master's degree to uh, obtain that higher employment to make that higher dollar per hour so that she could, you know, stay home and make that possible, you know, or do something that potentially could make a double income. Um, I've considered myself a a guardian of humanity uh, and real estate fits that bill super, 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 super well. So I've been blessed to do everything kind of from the ground up where they tell you you're you're an overnight success, but it took me about 10 years. (laughs) Right. Is there such a thing as an overnight success, right? I think one day your work just pays off. Yeah. Right. And then then it begins to shine. And so that's your, your overnight success is that it's finally your minute. Yeah, absolutely. So that was, that was my biggest. do Do you feel like your education in psychology and in human nature and in the work that you did with the children that you worked with, do you think that better equipped you to help people in the real estate industry and as a parent? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think the most valued, um, difficult, valuable skill set um, in any workings, whether it's social work, um, mental, mental health, um, health profession in general, where you're working with, you know, with the general public or with customer service, um, is definitely going to be empathy. And that was an extreme, extreme trait that I think, I think it, innately, I, I believe we're all empathic, but in, in developing that trait uh, in work and in life and allowing that development for your emotional intelligence to a higher level, um, I, th- I believe that's the most difficult skill to develop. Um, and, that, and that serves, that, that fits, you know, in the mental health field and it was something I could take over 
uh, to real estate and working with clientele. Right. I, I don't believe I could agree with you anymore. This is my experience also in the mental health field and in coaching and being with other people in those past. I agree. I think empathy is critical to what you do in that connection that we make. So, Mike, when you look at your path and where you've come from childhood till today and who you decided to become, who can you identify in that as a hero for you and how come? You know, my biggest hero and, and having to go back, you know, years and years and years over, um, when I started, we started working – uh, a little bit, uh, I mean, on the younger side, we used to do with a, uh, with a youth employment service. We used to work with um, at this child development youth activity center in Los Alamos where I grew up. And there was a gentleman by the name of Paul Martinez. I don't know if he's still with us or if he's still up there doing what he does, but I think he was a gigantic proponent in a super world uh, up there to have that resource for, for us to go. I think the, the membership age, I believe, was I think 11 or 12 and this was a place you could go that was, uh, I mean, after school hours, um, you know, on weekends that we would up and go. This place had, you know, had pool, air hockey, recreational activities. We came to Albuquerque to the zoo, to Dukes games. Um, they called, they still call it the Duke City, and we did have the Albuquerque Dukes, you know, pre-isotope level. I'm just dating myself here. Um, but we used to come down to the city and do that. So in that youth employment service, we also had, uh, or that activity center, we had a youth employment service where folks in the community could basically call the activity center, take down a job that people had in the community, and then they would reach out to individuals who had the application, um, who, with your parents' permission, of course, because this was all, you know, under 16, we didn't have a permit or anything. So I remember at, you know, between 12 and 15, before I got a worker permit and got my first, you know, professional job, I guess to say. Uh, we worked at this youth employment service and helped people, whether it was yard work or just random tasks around the house. The average age at that time and, and still in Los Alamos is about 55. So a lot of retirees, a lot of people who are losing mobility, a lot of people who, you know, the back's not there anymore, the muscles weren't there anymore, but you could, ch- you know, tell us what to do and then we could kind of grunt it out for you. So I remember just meeting a lot of different people, individual and working styles where I kind of helped them. Uh, you know, pick their weeds, we cut lawns, we picked cherries, we did, you know, whatever these people wanted to have. But definitely, that was by definitely my foot in working with people and servicing others was through that, uh, was through that center. And Paul was a large proponent in that and spent a lot of time with us, a lot of pool games, a lot of ping pong, a lot of mentorship, and just a lot of uh, open, you know, the guy's door was always open, and he was always up and around and always accessible. Just a really, really good guy and caught him very, very early. And uh, I, I blessed beyond belief, you know, to, to have that introduction with him. How uh, beautiful. That, yeah, that's, that's amazing, Mike. You know, people like having people like Paul in our, in our lives and on our journeys, uh, people like that are uh, guys that we stand on the shoulders of. And through the youth employment services, you know, and understanding that service is not just one bit, you know, it doesn't fit in one particular category. It's, it's so broad, it's, it's amazing. But from that experience that you've had and what you're doing now, what kind of advice that maybe Paul or even the uh, activities that you engaged with back in, in, in those days, what kind of things did you learn that you in turn would like to teach others that uh, you get to you get to work with on a daily basis. Yeah, we only have you know we only have a you know a flash 
a flashing of fire here uh, on Earth and with each other currently. And I'm, I'm really going to boil it down to the essence of what it is. It's basically service is about it services everything. And to me, if I could pass anything down to, and it's going to be definitely to my children and definitely to the children that I've worked with, you know, in children, youth and families department, department of health, these at risk youth, you had their ears and you had uh, their hearts. You had to build a relationship with them, but they knew from the get go. And it's something that you can't, I I couldn't tell you that, uh, you know, this is what I'm going to do for you. It's something you innately feel and something you innately connect with. And that act of service to me is it's a spiritual act of sacrificing your own comfort and your own needs for the needs of another. And in, in an act of humility that places others before yourself. And it's not a means to an end, but, but it is the end. And service is, yeah. to me, so it's an honor, it's a privilege, and it's a blessing. You know, period, oh, wow. the end, if I had to pass it down to you. That's, 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 that's it. That, 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 is, that is awesome, man. And, and uh, I, I'd like to tag in uh, before Stacey uh, uh, runs into uh, our third question uh, for you today. And there, there's a passage of scripture in James, it's in chapter one and verse 25, and it says that that delight and affirmation come to the person of action. And uh, all of that to me stems around the this idea of serving others and putting others first. And it is just it's it's a, it's just amazing that uh, when when we serve others, we actually do great and encouraging things for ourselves. At the same time, and uh, you're right. You, you just can't beat serving others. Nope, there is no. You're 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 uh, absolutely right. I mean, there's and there's books you know for Millennium wrote on the same you know on the subject. That whole uh, you know fill in how do you fill your own cup up, and cup runneth right. over is by filling up the cups of other people. And in doing that, you find your cup is never ever empty. Ooh, and it's always well gi- it's always giving. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, well great, great, great scripture reference. That is a very good statement. By giving to others, you recognize that your cup is never empty. Definitely. That is beautiful knowledge. And what a great thing. One of the joys that I have in this are the pieces of information and the gold that our, that our guests share with us. I would consider that a piece of all-day mind candy. Right, somebody can pick up that <laughs> statement, and you could just sort of chew on that all day long, oh, and you think could, about you know, what that too. what that really means. So, thank you for adding to our candy dish. I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> that could be, you know, that's a that's a daily. That's on just a daily chew. That's a weekly. That's a monthly. That's a yearly. That's a decadey. You know what I mean? Here at, uh, you know, in my working life, you're here almost. What have I been? Almost sixteen, seventeen years, um, in in customer service or or uh, or people-centered, you know, businesses or, or positions that I've been in in service to others uh, in that venture, it's, you know, I still chew on it on a daily basis, you know. It's still like one of those it. things that compounded uh, that leaves you inspired and leaves you fulfilled and leaves you um, just everything. It's everything. Service is everything. You know, it gives answer to the, to the old question, is your cup half empty or half full? Why does it have yes. to be either one? Can't you just recognize you can fill it up anytime you want to? Yeah, that's true. Or, that's true. or you can dump it out and put something completely new in it. So they copy right. whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Yep. Wow. Yeah, no, you can. 
you could be outside of the box for that all day. And you'd be like, why, why take the cup when you can just grab the pitcher? <laughs> yeah, turn the hose on. Uh, open the open the well, right? Yeah. There's so yeah, many options, well, yeah. right? Dig up the to well answer screen. that little <laughs> to answer that little question. Yeah, I love that share. Thank you. Definitely. So, when you Mike, when you look at all of this gold that you laid on us today, this yes. and it's evident that you were taught and raised in a servant mindset, in a servant heart, and you you continued on that path. So if this was your golden opportunity and you had a chance to stand before the world and make a statement, what would your T-shirt say? My T-shirt would say, I mean, in, I'll just go on a, on a, in just, just a quick tangent aside before I tell you what my T-shirt would say. In a world today where it seems that the magnifying glass, whether it's social media, mainstream media, whatever other red herrings everybody's kind of concentrating on and looking at, um, whatever, whatever filter you're looking at through life and stepping back, I'd say there is so much hatred that's self-portrayed, that's ob- objectified to other people, that's so easy to be trapped in the negative and in the mindset of just like, well, nothing ever happens, you know, nothing good ever happens and all this happens. Everything's in this formula to keep you kind of bogged down in that mindset of just like, when's the safe going to drop on me or when's the safe going to drop on other people, you know, around me and just gives you this pending doom feeling. And because of that reason, I would say my teacher would say, if you, if anybody out there could hate for any reason and spew vomit in any of these, you know, uh, online platforms or poison to anybody else, I would say love for no reason. Love for no reason. If you can hate for no reason, I, I'd say you could love for no reason. And that would be my T-shirt. You, you Would your T-shirt just say love for no reason? Or if you can hate yes. for no reason, you can love for no reason? I mean, I don't know. You could fit that on a T-shirt, I guess. But in the short in the short end, if you just wanted a simple, you know, put it on the front, put it on the back, I guess. I don't know the design. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a marketeer at your department. But uh, I would like. say just love for, no, love for no reason. Wherever it came from, it doesn't matter. Love for no reason. You know, one of the things that I have been the most honored in, in being able to do this podcast and talk to the people that we have talked to, not only is it great to get your bits of gold and add to my candy dish and learn about your hero and hope that you, that that people know what he means to you, because I think that's beautiful all in itself. But the stories that you share with us on why that would be your statement and then the statements themselves, it's my favorite part of this whole thing. I, I, like I said, I love the candy bowl editions and everything that comes along with it, but I really love the stories behind the t-shirts and behind the quotes because they seem to be so genuine and so heartfelt. And there's a lesson in every one of them that, that right, I could do a half a day on love for no reason. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right? You guys break down into training. chunks. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 got, I got to jump in here uh, real quick, too, and just add uh, a couple of things because I want to marry two uh, thoughts together because I yeah. think it's just, it's just very, very good what we've been talking about, Mike and, and uh, Stacey. This is, um, this is what I've got written down. Serving is everything. Of course, others is first. But your cup is never empty when you fill others and love for no reason. That, that, is, that is just... Uh, that is just a big challenge. You know, uh, Stacey was talking earlier about, uh, you know, ask those, you know, mind candy. 
this is this is like a feast for this coming year, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it'll be. It, it will be. It, it's a continuum. It I don't even even pre-COVID, it was important, and now that COVID's kind of, you know, the yeah. filter through it. But I think it's only magnified, you know, that much yeah. more. I don't think I've forgotten that point and forgotten that essence. Like, it, if not, it's stronger now than it was pre-COVID. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Very much is, and uh, we really appreciate you being on here uh, today with us, Mike. And uh, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and wanted to uh, uh, work with you in the area of real estate, things of that nature, mm-hmm. how would they get in touch mm-hmm. with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can go to the. Uh, I'm I'm with the largest real estate company in the state of New Mexico. We've been number one for 40 years running. They can get me at Coldwell Banker Legacy uh, backslash Mike DiGidio. Uh, and they can also get to me on my website is abqhousebuying.com. Uh, they can reach out directly uh, to me by phone. I'm also on Instagram at, at abqhousebuying. If you, if you do any of the social media, uh, the Instagram world seems to be uh, kind of very, very, very moot and very curt when it comes to the postings on there. You don't find a whole lot of philosophical mumbo stuff. You kind of get to your point, tell your story, leave your print, you know, and your sentiment and kind of get out of there. So you guys can find me on there uh, on Instagram anytime and you reach out anytime to me. Okay. Thank you for sharing that because uh, there's going to be a lot of folks that uh, are going to want to reach out and work with uh, work with somebody like you um, that is uh, very eager to work with them and to help yes. serve them in uh, all ways uh, that, that you possibly can. And as we Absolutely. just uh, close out for our, our listeners today, one of the things that we want to reiterate is the time that we spent with Mike today, we want to help you understand that service is, in fact, everything. And to keep your cup full, uh, never, ever walk away from an opportunity to fill somebody, somebody else's cup and keep that thing full, too. So with that in mind, we want to leave you with a challenge today. And it's going to be a challenge not for just a week. I think it's going to be a challenge for your entire year to come. And here's the challenge. Love for no reason at all. Thank you for joining us for uh, the Hero Builder Podcast. We look forward to our next episode and and our time together with you as our listeners. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you soon. We hope that today's show has heroified you in some way. Until we meet again, go out into the world and be someone's hero. If you know a hero that we need to talk to, email us at herobuilder2020 at gmail.com.